Ciao. Ni hao. Yasu. Bonjour. Guten Tag. My name is Lydia, and I'm your host of the Global Travel Junkie podcast, where we'll discover new luxury destinations and experiences together. So let's get started and meet today's guest. Hello, everyone. It's Lydia with the Global Travel Junkie podcast and YouTube channel. And I'm always so excited to introduce you to all the guests I get to interview. And today I'm especially excited to introduce you to Bob Hoffman. Hi, Bob. Hi, Lydia. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited to dive deep into the Broadway collection. I mean, what an honor to be able to have Broadway conversation on my podcast. So thank you for your time and thank you for being here today. And I look forward to what we're going to be diving into. Okay. Well, you're, most like, you're most welcome. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Yes, so. me too. Okay. So well, how I want to get started is, well, actually, could you first introduce yourself a little bit? Maybe, maybe talk about where you came from and how you got involved in Broadway. I'd like to know that about you so the guests can understand who we're talking to. All right, sure. Uh, well, my, my name is Bob Hoffman, and um, I work uh, for the Schubert Organization now, which is one of the oldest and most respected theater companies in the world, really. Um, and I've been a part of the theater for really my entire life. I mean, you'll, you'll hear this from many people who work on Broadway or work in live theater. Um, I started when I was in high school and I was in plays. I did tech and went to college for theater, and I studied all different aspects of it. Um, wound up working in regional theaters around the around the country. I worked in Seattle and I worked in Pittsburgh. And, um, I, and when I was in Pittsburgh um, back in the like 1990s, I guess it was, um, there was a, I mean, Broadway was just booming and I was ready to get back into commercial theater. And I wound up being hired by one of the producers um, who works on Broadway. And um, he wanted us to find ways to connect travelers and the travel industry better with Broadway. Um, and that sort of started my career on Broadway. I came out of someone who thought I would run a theater company one day. And then I found this wonderful world in the business side of theater that I really that I really loved in the commercial theater. Um, and I've never stopped. I'm mean, just keep trying to help people buy Broadway tickets. And we went from you know, that first company that I worked with, his producer's name was Cameron McIntosh. And he produced a bunch of shows that people know, like Phantom of the Opera and Miss Saigon and Les Miserables and Cats. Um, and then we moved, when, I, when I left that, as he was sort of slowing down what he was doing in New York, as the shows were coming to a close, we started a business called Broadway Inbound, which is still the name of the business that we work with now. And that eventually became part of the Schubert organization. And um, that's where I came from. So I'm a theater brat from day one who um, grew up and wound up finding a place and a home on Broadway working with travelers and visitors who were a huge part of our audience. Great. And I hope to inspire, and I was telling you this before I hit record, I want to inspire new people who hadn't considered Broadway as a destination experience to consider it. So we're going to talk about what it all offers and a little bit of the background of uh, Broadway. And for anyone who has just clicked on this episode and they don't even know what I'm talking about when I say Broadway, we're talking about Broadway in New York, 
it's the theater and plays and musicals productions. And they're so amazing. I mean, look at the picture behind me of this dynamic stage with all the lights. So this is what we're going to be talking about. And Broadway is the name of the street, right? Where all the theaters were list located. Yeah, well, they're not all located on Broadway, but Broadway, I mean, interesting you said it is a destination. We, we consider Broadway a destination. Now, when you talk about Broadway as a street, one of the producers many years is famous for saying that Broadway is the longest road in the world. And it really is. And when you think about that, it's because Broadway is a product. Theater and Broadway musicals, for the most part, and plays as a product are really everywhere. They're everywhere in the U.S. They're everywhere in the world. Um, anywhere where you go, you can see Broadway product. But Broadway, you look at my background, that's Times Square. Broadway as a whole is in the heart of Times Square. Um, it's a it's a location. It's a destination. And one of the things that makes that separates Broadway in New York from almost any other theater destination or Broadway anywhere else is that there are so many theaters in one place. So we, you know, there's a couple of theaters outside of the central district, but from 41st Street to 54th Street, Lincoln Center at 65th, you go from Broadway to 8th Avenue. That's where most of these theaters are. So it's a very concentrated um, location. So when you think about Broadway, you think about the musicals, you think about all that, but you think about all of these theaters that are packed together, bringing in all of these different people from all over the world every night. So to me, that's what Broadway in New York is. It's sort of the center of it all, and it's probably the most unique theater destination in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like theater mecca, right? So let's do a little bit. I'm super curious. I want to speak to the people who don't really are, aren't like theater fans. And I hope that theater fans will also stay to listen, to learn more and deeper about what's going on in Broadway right now so they can come back and see a new show. Because I know we're going to talk about some of the shows, but can you just give us a little bit of a history, maybe an introduction about like when did Broadway start? When did the theater start in New York? Well, I am. Wow, that's a, it's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm sure that the theater has been somewhere happening um, in New York for as long as New York has been here. I mean, we all know this. I mean, theater happens in every community. It is a community event. It is a live event. So live theater happens everywhere. Broadway specifically was probably in New York around the middle, early 1700s, 1730, 1740, I think was the, when the first Broadway theater was open. And as time went by, more and more theaters started coming online. So you figure our, I said, I'm a part of the Schubert organization. The Schubert brothers came here in the late 1800s and they started, they were the ones really specifically that started moving Broadway from what was kind of downtown area to what we now see as midtown Manhattan and opening more theaters. And they just, and that, at that point, you're, you know, there's there were so many that they wound up starting opening in this sort of the world of Broadway as a destination and multiple theaters and multiple choices just started growing. Um, so over time, you've got more and more theatrical activity that was centered on what is now known as Broadway. Um, sort of the golden age of that was probably right after World War II um, when people started coming in and more theaters were opening. We think of the golden age of theater and musicals in the 50s and 60s. And so it's really something that has grown. So from the 1700s to current 
different time frames have to where where the activity is greater or more than others. But for the most part, it's been here forever. And as a destination, it really started in that sort of early 1900s, I think, and has grown ever since to a point that now Broadway is really the calling card of New York City. Um, and it is just a popular activity for people to come and take part in no matter who they are and where they're coming from. It's so synonymous. I mean, I'm from Texas, which is, you know, really far from New York. But when I think about New New York, that's the the Statue of Liberty and the Broadway theaters are the two things I really think about and have, you know, basically my whole life. So I know how important it is to New York. So um, you know, I'm just... most people when they're, when they're coming, they, they want to see a show. And I'll tell you right now, it's like we have what five sporting teams that are, that are here, five sports teams or more. We sell more tickets to Broadway <laughs> than all the sporting events combined. It is, as you said, when you think about New York, you think about Broadway. Absolutely. That is really a big part of it. New York City yeah. and Broadway are just synonymous. Yeah. And we want our listeners to understand that, too. So I'm curious, at any given time in a year, how many shows are being, you know, productions are being offered so people have, you know, plenty to choose from, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, there are there are actually 41 theaters that are designated as Broadway theaters. Um, you know, Broadway is, and when you think about now as a definition, it's a size of theater. Broadway is, you know, 500 seats and more um, within, a, within a certain area, but there's 41 Broadway theaters. Um, and then beyond, and then with that, I mean, the number of shows, I mean, you figure that there's at least, well, not always 41, but there's at least that many choices. And some of the theaters will have multiple shows in it every year, every year. Wow. So there's, choice for everybody and it is always changing and there is always different types of shows available and there's always um, many many shows for people to choose from all different types yeah so we were kind of talking offline and I was asking you like how soon or how early does someone need to plan to get the show that they really want mm -hmm. um, you know we were talking about you know making sure that you prioritize Broadway when you decide you want to come to New York because there are sometimes people can't get the shows that they want, right? When they just show up. Absolutely true. Um, how far in advance to book is always a little bit of a question, um, but I think that I would say that the further in advance you choose to do it, the better. I mean, I know that most people, when you think about all, all of anyone who's listening, you know that when you, any destination you, you go to, a lot of the activities, the things that you do, you wind up waiting until you get into that location in order to do. So you're going to secure your airline tickets, you're going to secure your um, hotel room because you have to, and then you can start thinking about the things that you want to do. And I and I, I do that everywhere I go. And then I get there and I talk to the hotel and I talk to friends and I research. But I'm going to have to say for Broadway in particular, I really would recommend that people think about it in advance, do the research that you're going to do. And then rather than waiting to buy a ticket when you get here, you should buy it in advance. I mean, you know, if you decide that you want to see Some Like It Hot, which was a, a, new, a new musical that opened on Broadway last year, and that's a show you really want to see, book it. Because the further in advance you buy, the more choice you're going to have on seat locations, date availability, all those different kinds of, all those different kinds of choices that you're going to make. So if you, once you find the show, buy it. Don't wait. I mean, that, that would be my biggest um, piece of advice on something like for how far in advance to buy. Most of the shows 
are probably on sale for anywhere from six months to a year in advance. Oh, so okay. if you're planning a trip, you can do it. Now, I don't want people to think they can't buy once they get here because you can. I mean, you may find that, you know, whether or not it's Hamilton or Some Like It Hot or The Lion King or one of the shows you thought you wanted to see, you may find that it's sold out when you get here. That's why you want to plan in advance. Or maybe the seats that you did that you were hoping to get are no longer available. So you can definitely get a ticket at the last minute to something. But to right. make sure you get the show you want in good seats at a fair price, plan as far in advance as you can. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like wise advice. Basically, if you're ordering your plane ticket and you're ordering your hotel stay, just go ahead and order your um, tickets to the show next because you're going right. Yeah, and even if, even if it's like maybe I maybe I maxed my credit card on the you know on the hotel <laughs> and the airline, so I have to wait a month. Fine, go ahead, but 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 just go ahead and do it. And I, and I say because most and the reason I'm saying that, Lydia, is because we have known for so long that most people coming to visit here want to see a show. And unfortunately, most of them don't. And the and the, the biggest thing that hurts us more than anything is when they say, the reason I didn't go is I just got so busy, I never got around to it. But they wanted to see it before they came. So just, you know, bite the bullet, buy the ticket when you as soon as you can. And I think you'll be very happy that you did. Yeah. I mean, as we were talking before, multi-millions of tickets are sold every year. So this is a popular thing to do mm -hmm. when you're in New York. So well, we always try to say, Lydia, you, you haven't visited New York if you haven't seen a Broadway show. So if you've been <laughs> here and you didn't see a show, you got to come back because you didn't really see it. Yeah, that's awesome. So <laughs> what is, I'm. these are just curiosity questions. What is a good season to come to a Broadway show? Say, say, let's say that I came and I didn't pre-buy my ticket. Like what are the seasons where it's like more of a chance, you know, you're going to get a good, good ticket. Well, if you think about it, actually right now is not a bad time because everyone's going back to school. So yeah. September and October really are good times to come visit with options for what shows to see and how many tickets are going to be available because we've just gone through a very busy time from spring through the summer. You know, we have so much visitation here in New York and the theaters are full and the streets are full and the hotels are full, but everyone's going back to school right now. That's where their that's where their minds are. So now it's the New Yorkers who are going with a few fewer tourists coming into town so if you can you know get away in september and october for a theater trip i think that's a great time i said spring is our busiest the other busiest time is christmas time so if you think about you know, sort of mid-december through the you know the first week of january those are really extremely busy times for us as well so right now is good and then i'd say if you can do it and our weather is not too bad, do it in January and February and early parts of March. Those are probably your best opportunities. You saying that just made me think of a question. Did uh, When does New York turn on their decorations for the holidays? Is it right at Thanksgiving? Well, you just like every other place in the world, you'll start seeing decorations going up in stores and different kinds of things. Kind, kind <laughs> After of early. Halloween. I, I, and I don't remember when the Christmas tree is lit, but I'm thinking that's kind of it's it, usually it's around Thanksgiving. It, like yeah, I mean, I mean, you think that you, you you figure that the Macy's parade brings Santa Claus to Times Square you, into 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 <laughs> Manhattan. 
um, and he comes in with every you know, he comes in on the sled at the end. But that's sort of the beginning and traditionally the beginning of the Christmas season in New York. Yeah, and I so, think I, mean, the, I think the Christmas tree lights come up right after that. I yeah, think. so Maybe I mean, you right could get the best of both worlds. You could come in the fall and still get a little bit of the holiday spirit that is out there. You know, right and, in the and, beginning. And I have to say, the holidays are just one of the best times in the world to come to to come to New York City. There's no question about that. It's just that when you're looking at what the availability for doing activities and seeing a Broadway show, it's good. You're going to, you're that, that if you're going to come in during that time frame, which is great, or you're going to come in in spring, which is also just a beautiful weather time. And it's just a wonderful time to be in New York city plan even further in advance. If yeah. you're going to come in September, October, January, February, great. You can play, you can, you, you might be able to give yourself a little bit more time, but yeah. um, definitely take the, yeah, but you're, you're, I mean, New York and the holidays. I was just trying to squeeze. Well, what I was trying to do was squeeze it in on the cusp before the people are thinking holidays, <laughs> right when they turn on, you know, the holidays. So maybe that's not the September, October. Well, in now, October, but you can deal with pumpkin spice lattes, right? So it's like you, know, you got to get your pumpkin spice latte and you're from the Starbucks and then you go to see a show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's talk. So this is a luxury global travel podcast. So let's talk about the most amazing opportunities like the best seats or the best shows like let's talk about what people who have maybe maybe they don't live like that all the time but they want to splurge it's their one chance to go experience mm -hmm. new york and they want to do it upright maybe it's a 50th birthday party or a 60th birthday celebration and they're just willing to go to the nth degree so is there any tips around you know what to what to do or how to have an amazing theater experience? Sure. Um, when you're talking about seating, yes, without, without a doubt. And there's other things that you can do as well. But what I would say is that the you, number one is how you buy and what, and what kind of locations you're going to, you're going to be in. So when, what I always like to tell people is that there is a price point and a seating location for anybody in the theater. The prices, the, the prices are wide. It's like, sometimes people think that Broadway is very expensive and, and there are expensive seats. There's no question. There's no question about that. Um, but there is a price point for everyone. Um, as you said, your, your, your audience is sort of luxury buyers. What I would recommend there is the seating is really important to you is look for premium seats on the primary website for the shows. There are an awful lot of ways to buy tickets to Broadway. Um, yeah, and there, and they, and some of them, are not the direct sources and they charge a lot for what is not necessarily the best seat in the house. And I'm not gonna pick on anybody or do anything, but if you walk up to the box office or you call the primary ticketing systems or you go onto the website of the show that you most wanna see, um, or you go onto our website and you wind up getting transferred, you're gonna get transferred to the direct booking systems for it. And you wanna look at premium seats. The premium seats are going to carry a little bit of a larger price tag, um, but they are in the best locations in the theater. And a lot of people, even when they're not necessarily what they would consider themselves to be a luxury traveler, will choose to um, buy premium seats or the best orchestra seats outside of premiums because of the locations and because they may not come back here again. We hope they come back every year. We hope they see four or five shows. But if you're going to come here and you want to have a wonderful Broadway experience and you're looking for, look to the show's website, look to the primary 
ticketing systems and buy a premium ticket and you will be in the best seats and you'll be very happy to be so. There's a lot of things that you can do around that. Um, look online, you will see special experiences. Some of the travel agents will offer programs that have meet and greets and things like that. We do a lot of workshops with groups. We do anything you can to add to the experience. But for me, you can do that. You can go do some sort of a paid experience, but just come in and soak up the atmosphere. I mean, if it were me doing this and what I used to do when I traveled here on my own all the time, have a nice dinner, you know, just to find a, a beautiful restaurant in the Times Square area, you know, enjoy that with the people that you're with, get those good seats that you, that you want, those premium seats, move out into the theater, go to one of the bars with maybe some live entertainment in it afterwards. There's cabaret clubs all over the area. Make it a really special night out for you and whoever else is with you. Let that seating in the show be the middle of it, but soak in that entire atmosphere. Because to me, I, I started out when I said Broadway is unique because everything is sort of concentrated in one place. I still, how many years later, get a thrill walking through the Times Square area. I mean, I get a thrill walking through with all of the lit marquees because there might be six or seven of them on one street. Um, and then, but what's really nice about that is as you're coming out of the bars, you're coming out of the restaurants, everybody's doing the same thing. Almost everyone who is around you is a part of that overall experience of that Broadway community and that excitement and the lights and all the things that go around it. So whatever you find on the VIP experiences that you can get, that's all great, but really get a good seat and then plan it to be your night. Don't rush out to the theater. Go in, have a drink, have some food, You know, go to the theater, just enjoy and soak up that atmosphere. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like my kind of travel. I love that. Nice yeah. dinner, nice experience, maybe meet a few people you're sitting next to, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. I think one of the first theater trips I did, because I used to do theater junkets into New York, and it, we were students, and we and we, we were all seeing as many shows as we possibly could. We were on a really tight budget, and one of the last nights, the, the, the sort of the professor that brought us had told us that one of our other teachers had given him money to pay for all of us to go to dinner. And so she, she knew that we were going to be eating pretzels and, you know, and, and street because we were saving all of our money for tickets, but she wanted to treat us. And so we went into a French restaurant in on, on, on um, restaurant row on 46th street, Manhattan, and had this beautiful dinner. And the thing that she wanted us to know is that the theater is what was her home and what, what was the center of her life, but that New York is a combination of different things. And so when you have that dining experience and then you have the live show experience and afterwards maybe go into one of the bars or the clubs and mix with the people who have been doing the same thing, it just adds something really nice. So just, just make it a night. That's all I can say. I, I agree. Okay. So for this next question, we're going to mm -hmm. kind of do two sections. Okay. Cause we know that there's, you know, the right show for everyone. So you just mm -hmm. got to go look at all the shows and figure out what inspires you to want to buy a ticket. So, but I do want to talk about first, let's just talk about those shows that, or list them, maybe, you know, a few of them, you don't list them all, but, you know, hmm. name some of the shows that are like the long running, the long standing, the ones everybody's heard the names of, or if you haven't, you'll hear them today. And then I want you to share some of these newer shows, like the ones you haven't thought about that are really wow shows, like you, like a must see, and you wouldn't even know by the title that it's a must see, but it's just so 
dynamic and people need to be talking about on, on the street. So let's yeah. first talk about some of those familiar ones. You've named a few already, but what are some of the longer running shows? I mean, the first one that comes to, to my mind is Cats. <laughs> like, is that always running or now is that only forever. at certain times? Now and Forever was always their tagline. Cats is no longer running on Broadway. So oh, okay. um, Cats, Cats was at one point the longest running show on Broadway okay. and they closed. And they okay. came back and they had a revival of Cats that was open that was open for a while. And the show is still, it's just stunning, but it's no longer on, on Broadway. So okay, you, you mentioned Cats is a long running one. The other one that everyone knew that was long running show was The Phantom of the Opera, which just closed, which just closed after just, you know, the most incredible um, run in history on, on, on Broadway. So now um, the longest running show on Broadway is the revival of Chicago, Chicago, the musical and Chicago, the musical is one of those shows that travelers and New Yorkers go see all the time. It does really well. It's um, now the longest running, currently running show on Broadway. Um, the other shows that you think about that people know and it tend to be their first choices because it is what they know are the Disney shows, which are phenomenal. So you have Aladdin and The Lion King um, that have been around and have been staples of Broadway. Um, Hamilton, you and I talked a little bit offline about Hamilton, which um, has now been, been has been running for a while now and is doing really, really well. One of the ones that is one of the most popular long running shows that people don't necessarily think about all the time right away is The Book of Mormon. The oh, Book of yeah. Mormon is hysterical. I want to see that one. It's it's just great, and it is one another one of those shows that does really well all the time. And not as people they don't know it as well as they might know The Lion King in Chicago and Aladdin. Um, but the, but they but but the audience it sold out audiences. It's funny. Every night. It's a comedy, um, right? It's it's, it's, a, it's it's a musical comedy, and it is just absolutely terrific. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those shows that, that that people really like. And the other one that sort of fits in that category is probably Wicked. Um, Wicked, again, one of the longest running shows on Broadway, packs audiences in. So those are the ones that people that people know and, yeah. they, you know, they, and they, they follow it. And so their, their first thought, I heard about this. I think it's really good. I've heard it's great. Let me get a ticket to those. And I guarantee you, you are not going to be disappointed. <laughs> Um, they're, they're all really tremendous shows and they're there and have been continued to run year after year because they're that good. And because they, they you know, the, the experience that people have when they're in the theater um, is what they're expecting. It, 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 it is you know, quintessential Broadway with that, without a doubt. So, yeah. And when you so go that, to, when you go to your website, there's all these new names and um, you know, like plays or musicals that are out there that you know you haven't heard of so what are some of the ones that these these are obviously your opinion so just in or you can take facts about what's selling you know like no, names that haven't been so familiar but y'all are so, you know glad that they're selling so many tickets like what are some of the ones that people should look out for and and look and research into Good. Uh, thank you. And, and and you mentioned you mentioned on our website there's so many. And I will say that if any of your audience members want to listen, look at it, Broadway broadwaycollection.com is the website that Lydia was referring to. And that website, the, the Broadway collection as a whole, um, is a group of shows that are popular with travelers and that they're and that they are also, we know that they're that they're attractive to travelers. And some of them, like the Wiccans that we talked about before, and others are very well known. Some of them aren't. I mean I, I mentioned, but but they know, but we know that travelers really flock to them. And so we're recommending these shows to you and they want you to come see them. So um look you I, 
I'd say that some of the ones that they wouldn't know. Let's go start with Kimberly Akimbo. Kimberly yeah, that was Akimbo the one I was thinking of because I didn't won the Tony it. Award for Best Musical. And how many of people listening to this know what Kimberly Akimbo is? Check it out. I mean, this is a beautiful little show um, that has has so much heart and so much um, enjoy. The music is wonderful. The story is terrific. The acting is. It's just these are the kinds of things it's like I want more people to know about Kimberly Akimbo. Um, it, the, well, some of the competition with for Kimberly Akimbo. Um, this I, I mentioned some like it hot. Some like it hot is a bit more of a traditional musical. Um, it has all that dancing in it that you expect. It has all of the you know it's it's got tap. It's got some some more contemporary dance in it. It's got comedy. It's a big cast. It's beautiful costumes. Again, not most most people know the movie, but they don't really know the you know the Broadway musical that was made after it. Um, let me think of a couple of others. Like, uh, uh, you know what? End Juliet. Have you heard of End Juliet? Uh, no, I hadn't, but I'm assuming it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of theme. Absolutely. It's what would have happened if, 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 if um, Juliet didn't die. So what's a, what's another way of looking at this story? But it also <laughs> brings it, Max Martin um, wrote all of the music, and you will know every song that is in the show because Max Martin has written for pop artists all over. And he put a lot of his music together along with the story of what would have happened if Juliet didn't die and another way of looking at it. And they tell this wonderful, fun story um, with music that we know that is just uplifting and exciting. And just, there's just so... It's 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 so interesting. I mean, I I find that that is another one. It's a totally different genre. I've mentioned three totally different types of musicals, but all really all really wonderful and things that I would want the audience to um, sort of explore and experience when they come into your, along with one of those long running shows. And there and there's others. I, I go MJ won the Tony Award last year. MJ is going to oh, be Michael Jackson. The, Michael Jackson, and it's about and it and it's all of the musical hits that you know about his uh, that that everybody knows, but it's also a bit about his artistic process, and it takes place in the rehearsal studio right before he goes out on the um, Dangerous tour, and so it sort of exposes a little bit of what his creative process was, and is just an absolutely remarkable show and then you have michael but then you get a lot of those things like michael jackson's story is on broadway but then you also have neil diamond and the, the you know beautiful noise which is sort of this which is all of I me mean, he's i think i think if i'm not mistaken neil diamond wrote more hit songs than anybody ever and this sort of explores his life and how his, the music sort of and how the music came out of who, who he was as a person and how it affected and how it affects him it's a wonderful story but also um you know insight into sort of what makes somebody like neil diamond tick and again all of this phenomenal music that you have um let me give you another one because there's another one that's a, that's sort of a have you heard of hades town mm -mm. Hades Town is is really just this remarkable show that opened a few years ago. I first saw it in London, and then it opened in New York, and it sort of ties together a couple of different myths. And it has this really very interesting um, take, and it's in, at, the, at heart, it's a love story. Um, but again, a, a musical that I really think is absolutely terrific. Um, we have Here Lies Love right now, which is a very much an immersive musical um, that is there and it tells the Imelda Marcos story, but it happens, but they've completely out, re outfitted the theater for it. Um, yeah, we, I have to say, we, I read we, I, I read about that on your website. How they mix um, cultural sounds and dancing of the Philippines along mm -hmm. with 
um, what was the other one? Was it, I can't remember. Oh, disco, disco. It's like, t it sets in a, it well, takes. Yeah, it's Bat Boy Slim. So it's like it, you have you have a combination so of, of writers there. And it's, it's a, yeah, it has a mix of different types of things, but it tells that Imelda Marco story, but it's totally interactive. Um, so you know, half of the audience is standing, half of the audience is seated. The, the <laughs> dancing comes around, it surrounds you. It's just this beautiful, beautiful story that also is told in an extremely unique way. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. But but I think if you get the sense of this is that there is a lot of different choices, and the Broadway collection also includes things like Off Broadway. You've got Little Shop of Horrors and Blue Man Group, and shows that you can choose. So we we work with the Metropolitan Opera, the New York City Ballet. There is just I, the main thing I would want to get is yes, there's these shows that everybody knows and they're wonderful, but there's so much choice so much choice. So if you do a little bit of research into what some of these shows are, I think you'll find some things that will really thrill you um, that you may not have ever expected that you would. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a fan of Alanis Morissette. Did I see that she had a show called Jagged Little Pill or something? To, is, or am I thinking of something else? No, they, they they created a music. If you think of the album Jagged Little Pill, they created a musical from that, from her recording that she was involved with. It's no longer running on Broadway, but okay. it is running on tour. So if I you saw are, that it was, I think it's coming to Houston. I think it, I saw that on tour. Yeah, they're, they're on, they're on tour. And I, and I think they, I think they have a couple of international productions as well as a, as a domestic production. But yeah, um, so you can definitely see Jagged Little Pill um, in different theaters around the country, but you're not going to see it on Broadway right now. Right, so. right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was just curious if that was what I was thinking about. So one other thing that I wanted to ask, and this is just a discussion. I can share with you what I kind of learned from, um, I was, I was kind of approaching this research like a novice, like what would someone who doesn't know what Broadway want to know. And so I loved your website, uh, the Broadway collection or broadwaycollection.com because it did say like, are you a musicals person or are you a, um, a play type of person? And they helped me understand that if, if I'm more into watching um, dancing and singing and actors uh, expressing their emotions through song that maybe I would enjoy a musical if I was more interested in, you know, like deeper dialogue of, um, you know, a situation or a story, you know, where I want to really, you know, they, they can cover more things like political issues and, um, you know, I don't know, religious, like the Mormon one, you know, the religious one or whatever, where there's more dialogue than dancing, mm -hmm. then maybe a play is for me. So I love that. Do you have any insight or any input onto that kind of like if someone's deciding for the first time, like, oh, which one do I pick? You know, like, do I want a musical or do I want to play? You know, what, what yeah, would you say about that? Well, it, it's really going to boil down to your to your tastes, right? I mean, you know, the, everything that we've talked about so far have been musicals, and a lot of people who are coming here uh, and you're visiting New York City, that's their first thought. Their first thought is, "I'm going to go see a Broadway musical," and I think that's a really good. I think it's a really good choice. Um, you know, Broadway musicals have that excitement. That's that you you said it's the dance, it's the comedy, it's the costumes, it's the spectacle. Not always, because some of the shows you know are are you know, are intimate. Experiences we mentioned Hades Town and um, and a couple of others that 
um, you know, that are a little bit more intimate musical experiences, really creative and interesting. But yeah, plays are also a part of Broadway. It's one of the reasons why in the beginning I said there's 41 Broadway theaters. And yes, Chicago has been there for, you know, for years and Wicked has been in The Lion King. But some of those theaters really just change over with plays. And there might be two or three or four plays that are that, that are in there, um, you know, over the course of one Broadway season. So, you know, for me, that was my introduction to theater was plays. I like new plays. I like classic plays. And so for me, traveling into New York or anywhere else that I travel for when I'm looking to go to theater, um, plays are going to be the first thing that I have because I know that it's what I interact with. And then I'm going to see a musical as well because I love them. Um, but there's something about that give and take of the of the of the of the play um, that I find to be just also extremely rewarding. Most people, when they see when they see a play, they tend to see it in their local area because they, you might have a regional theater that 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 you go to see plays in. Then when you come to New York, you see you see a musical. Um, I think that you should see both when you're when you're coming into New York. Not a lot of the the plays are in our Broadway collection. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is um, because it because it is a play, um, but it's this big story that people know about. But it has some of that well, it has incredible um, appeal from the magic that is in that show. But it also has some of that interaction that you like between actors and the dialogue and the emotions that come into a story that you can really follow and love that it, that it brings to you as well. Um, but for the most part, I think that if you like plays and that you've enjoyed plays, whether or not you've been in them or you have um, or you've seen them in your local area, wherever it is that you live, when you come into New York, then you should see what some of the new plays are that are on in New York for that season because they are some of the most remarkable um, plays that you will ever see anywhere. And for the most part, they're here before they wind up being in your local regional theater. Um, so, uh, or, or they come from there to here and then back again. Um, but yeah, I think that if you if you are familiar with plays, I think that you are going to find some of the best here. Um, and if you are not, it is a way to sort of explore a different type of theater that you may not have seen in your local area, but that is a different type of an experience than what the musical is. If you are someone who is just looking to be flat out, smiling, entertained, you're probably going to want to go to a musical. You're going to want to go see one of those. But I have to say, you, I like the heart-to-heart -heart connection that you wind up getting from live theater no matter what it is and the experience that you're going to get from a play is just going to be a little bit different from the experience that you're going to get from a musical but both of them are remarkable and i think what you'll find is that no matter what that choice is you're going to see some of the best of it no matter where in new york and on broadway i love that that is such a good um you know wrap up is there anything that I haven't asked you or that we haven't discussed that you really think our listeners need to know about either New York or the experience of Broadway that we can wrap up the show with. Hmm. I think I covered a lot, but I, I, I hope it's interesting to, to you your did audience. Such you did such a great job. But I think, I think plan. I mean, it's what we try to do with the Broadway collection. I mean, there's a, bunch of different ways to buy. We work with tour operators and travel agents and try, you know, and come and the, the online travel agents in order to make it accessible. Um, so we're doing everything that we can to make it accessible. And I'm saying plan in advance. 
Um, you know, it's, it's, it's plan in advance, buy that ticket, make some decisions and do it before you get here so that you make sure that you get the show that you want and seats that you want at a fair price. Um, to me, that's the best. That's the best. I said before, it's like if you haven't seen a Broadway show, you haven't been in New York City. There's an awful lot here, but I feel like we are kind of the calling card of the city and it's a big part of the experience. So anything that we can do to help you, it's broadwaycollection.com um, has the information on it that you can sort of explore. You can go off onto the show's websites from there, but explore, make, ask questions, you know, decide what you want to get and then buy the ticket before you get here. You don't want to be one of those people that I wanted to go and then I just didn't. We hate yeah. that, but I think that you you miss out on a big part of the New York experience when you do that. Yeah, well, you've really inspired me. I feel like when I do go, I want to just go ahead and get like two shows, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's like if you can make it, if you can make it all the way to New York and have this wonderful experience, I mean, when's the next time you're really going to make that another trip back? So while you're there, you know, go ahead and get those favorite tickets in the right times and dates that you can manage you know both of those shows i mean that's how i feel yeah, because you know I, literally that I, if i would say and we talked about musicals in place go so to book a musical in advance book a play in advance exactly one or the other when you get here just just because i think that you'll be sucked into it and if you come yeah. i'll take you to a show so how do you, <laughs> what do you think about that? come on out that would be great. My um, I've, I've traveled a lot of places and so has my sister. She's lived all over the world, but we've both of us have never been to New York. And I do feel it's one of those things that when you go, you need to do it right. In fact, I'll share this little anecdotal uh, story. My sister, one of my sisters who lived in Pittsburgh, took my mom, who was for her 80th birthday you know, she's from a Louisiana small town mm -hmm. and for her 80th birthday, they went to New York. And I remember my mom talking about Times Square and they went and saw um, my mom's favorite was at the time it was uh, Les Miserables. And is that still running? Les Miserables is not running in, in New York any longer. It is still running in London, but it's not okay. running in New York. But I think they went and saw that one. And um, that was just such a big thrill for my mom. And I mean, a bucket list experience. And she talked about it for years. So, you know, just think about choosing um, an opportunity when you're out there figuring out where you're going to go and what you're going to see. I mean, New York is a, a major bucket list destination and going to the theater is synonymous with visiting New York. So I hope that's what we've expressed on this episode and everyone's inspired to go to the broadwaycollection.com and figure out which show they want to go see, right? Absolutely. And I, and I really, I, I love what you said about that experience. And I think that's it. It's a bucket list experience for many people. And even if you didn't know it, after you walk out of that theater, I think it will have become that for you. It will yeah. Be a, a unique, remarkable experience that you'll never forget. And, and you'll talk about it for years to come, yeah. actually. Nope, <laughs> that's no how dynamic of an experience it really is, you know? So I just want to say thank you, Bob, for spending your time today on the episode. And, you know, I hope that we've inspired lots of people to check out um, Broadway and come to New York and visit you and tell them Bob sent you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like that. Come join me, Lydia. You need to come to New York. <laughs> I'll I'll do the work from down here, and then we'll push them all up that direction. Yep, to so, Times Square, and then into that theater. That's N. Juliet behind you, I think. <laughs> yes, isn't that pretty? Look at that. I love that yes. shot, and I love your Times Square photo too. So thank you so much for your time, and thank I'll you. be in touch. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Bye bye. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Global Travel Junkie podcast and YouTube channel, reach out to us at our contact us form at globaltraveljunkie.com. We hope to see you out traveling. Adios. Ciao. Au revoir.